Hi, everybody. My name is Paul Herron. And I'm Paul Summers. And you are listening to your Classical Coffee Break. Hey, Mr. Summers, a couple weeks ago I mentioned yeah. some of the cities that uh, in the United States where people are listening. We also have international listeners. Uh, the past uh, couple of weeks, a lot of people from Japan have been listening in. Minato, oh. Japan, Kawachi, Nagano, as well as Shinguka. Sing Shinguka, I believe I, well, it is. I, when my Japanese so I, is at an I apologize time if I have yes. uh, mispronounced the names. Uh, Harbor, UK, and a couple of uh, cities in Australia, Berwich and Melbourne. And we our heart goes out at this as time. we record yeah, there, this. There are problems uh, with uh, oh, horrendous fires. Horrendous there. fires down there. Singapore has been listening to us for some time. Heredia, Costa Rica which is a, oh. a new group, and lots of folks up in Canada, in Montreal, St. John's, and Toronto. So thank you so much for listening in. Yeah. And there, we also talked about movies uh, and opera last time, and there is one movie, my favorite opera movie. Uh, it, it, the view is from the tech side, from the technical side of theater and uh -huh. the actual technicians who work it. It's a, it's a movie called Sing Faster. And uh, it's, I've heard of that. I've never seen it. It's a before. lot of fun. It shows you uh, what the stagehands have to do in order to keep this, this behemoth of, a, of an opera going. Yeah. And I believe it was filmed in San Francisco dur during uh, the ring cycle. Okay. That, was, so there are lots of smoke oh. and lots of effects. Yeah. And uh, oftentimes the technicians, are, uh, the, hand, the stagehands are, are behind rocks. They have gas masks oh. on because <laughs> of the smoke. They have ear protectors because of the the sound oh my god and when they're not on stage they're often downstairs playing poker for 45 oh, minutes at a time or so so yeah. it's a lot of fun sing faster um take a look at that but you had some cor not corrections but some additions well, to last week's let's show let's see now um i was let's see what well, i guess i was going to say that one of the things about about the words that you want to keep in mind is that most opera productions now will use what they call supertitles, where they'll project the actual text that's being sung up on uh, above the screen. Mm -hmm. Now, I will have to say that that is a challenge sometimes for directors. I would think, yeah. If a director hasn't seen the actual what's going to be projected, uh, then they've got to... Uh, I, I once saw a very comic... A version of a of a serious opera, when the director had people doing things that were indicated in the actual text were not what they were doing. Hmm. So you know you got to be careful, or maybe have some fun with that, or problems with the translation. No, well, no, this this was something, and I know that it was an opera I conducted. It was Il Trovatore, and at one point, uh, he's she says. I can't believe I'm seeing you, which is what she's saying. Yeah. And she was blocked to have her back to him. Uh, <laughs> you know, things like there that. You, go. you know, things like that. <laughs> okay. And you go, guys, if you're going to do the super titles, you better read them first. You yeah. know? <laughs> but any case, okay. But uh, th there's that. And, of course, another thing that we haven't talked about at all but have to mention is that if you want to see opera – 
and you can't get to an opera house, there are more operas, full operas, online on YouTube. Mm, mm, that's true. Uh, you can get the whole ring cycle. That's four. That's seventeen hours of music for Pete's sake. Yeah. And uh, but you can see anything. And if it doesn't have, uh, if it doesn't have a translation uh, you know, stuck in uh, along the bottom, uh, in your language, you can maybe find uh, find one that does. I've se I've seen it with uh, with super titles in Spanish, super titles in Korean. Uh, as, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. and I yeah. and so on. So you can do that, and also uh, you can get some pretty darn interesting productions. Probably the most interesting. Speaking of the ring cycle, the most interesting one I ever saw was a Dutch production. In Amsterdam, just marvelous, very odd, very modernist, and yet at the same time very satisfying. In the ending, in particular, the best, the best final scene of Gerdemmerung I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. So you know, uh, and that was that was me lying in bed watching it on on my screen on my yeah. laptop. You know, yeah. so that's a great way to look. And and also, if you don't feel like the voting, as you pointed out last time, a whole, you know, two or three hours in a theater. Hey, you can watch twenty minutes at a time and do something else. And that's, then, that's my style. Well, then, then you can get into opera by watching it on on right. uh, online. That's you know, a great way. Well, you uh, can binge watch it yes, in you, segments you, the way you would a exactly. ten episode uh, <laughs> exactly. HBO series. But let's talk. Let's say though that you do decide to go to the theater, and uh, I'll get a second mortgage. Yeah, well, how much does it cost you to go see a Broadway show? Me. Well, <laughs> I don't. I, mean, I always go to the t the, the tickets place. So, okay, and, you, uh, and but let's say uh, the average price probably. Well, the average price is probably over two hundred, but, but I think you can get in for eighty to one hundred twenty-five, depending on the show, as a cheap ticket. See, at the Metropolitan Opera, even today, probably a you can get a you can get a decent. Uh, uh, Sec a first balcony ticket for probably about I'm going to I'm going to guess around fifty to sixty bucks. Oh, okay, so that's not going to break well, you. Well, the the one thing that's but, amazing about the Met is the scenery is always extraordinary. Well, the visuals are yeah, always extraordinary. It's true. It's yeah. true. Even if you don't like the production, it's still <laughs> yes, really worth right. looking at. Right. So you get, so I, what's what I want to do is when we're talking about expense, and it's true for all theater, not just opera, except that's that it's, true. except that it's maybe triply true for opera. But look at people, you know it in your mind, but you don't somehow think it's, man, I'm, is that a lot of money for this? So let's see, we're paying not only the people on stage, we're paying for all the stage hands who may mm -hmm. be at an opera house, like mm -hmm. a big opera house, any of the, you know, San Francisco, Chicago, uh, New York, any of them. It's lots of people, tons of people backstage making this happen. And so uh, uh, working stage machinery, uh, uh, then you have people in charge of props. You have the people who designed. The, it's a massive undertaking. It's gigantic. Yeah. And in a big house, you've got the people who have to actually work stage machinery. And I mean, yes. it's all that stuff. Then in opera, uh, you, have, uh, you have maybe, depending on the opera, uh, you've, you've, you've got you've to listen to, to this.
Those trumpets are in different parts of the theater, ah, including nice. behind you. Nice. <laughs> it's, it's totally antiphonal. So that's a hundred-piece orchestra scattered around, but mostly in the bit. And now we have easily a hundred singers on stage in the chorus. Yeah. And these are pros. Yes. Not only that, but in this scene, which is, believe it or not, this is a burning at the stake scene Hmm. in Act 3 of Don Carlos by Verdi. His longest opera, probably in many ways his biggest opera to produce. Here you have something else that you you may have in th- regular theater, but certainly often in opera. You have non-singing supernumeraries. Hmm. These this music is for the victims of the of the uh, burning at the stake being marched in. Mm-hmm. That singing is not them. I don't believe. Hmm. I think it's their guards. Hmm. Well, that's that so, sound. Anyway, this is just phenomenal stuff. To uh, no, it's grand, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, this is this is just a gigantic scene. Yeah. And it's and and it's stage is filled. <laughs> stage is huge. First off. Oh, the stage <laughs> is the size of Vermont. You yeah, know. Right. So, anyway, yeah. So I just you just look at that one scene and. And if you really thought about it, you'd say, I'm only paying this for my ticket, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because uh, when Jan and I saw this, um, I think our ticket only cost about 86 bucks. Wow. Okay. And this was not up in the, this was not up in the nosebleed section at the Met either. Hmm. So, um... Anyway, we had. No, I agree. It's 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 so a mass, it's, it's a spectacle. It is, and 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 just as it is when exactly the same thing happens when you go to a Broadway musical. Well, that is true. And for the same reason. That is true. Yeah. So anybody who wants to complain about the price of opera, for for what you're going to get, it may actually be far less expensive. Than for what you well, see on Broadway. You, you might be right because uh, they have the special seating where you could pay five hundred dollars on very uh, when you're sitting up front on very hot tickets for, yeah. for musicals, and um, oh, listen, it is absurd. Let's just listen to this. This is this is where the brass are scattered around the theater. Hmm. One, and it's just phenomenal. Now you have to understand how much it costs to bu- to book. Those people aren't regular members of the orchestra. They're brought in specially mm-hmm. from outside the the, the the contracted orchestra. So you're going to pay them a certain amount. Mm. 
And you're and the, the list just goes on for a big production like that. Well, I also brought. Well, hold on a second. So, yeah. Before we get to, you're going to go to another piece. Uh, oh, oh, Wagner. Well, you want to yeah. want to talk about yeah, encoding? Uh, go ahead, do that, would you? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Well, your classic classical coffee break is brought to you by Encoda, which is an app for musicians that offers a library of digital sheet music on subscription, like Spotify or Netflix or a number of subscription uh, streaming services. Users can access their favorite works from the complete sales and and hire rental catalogs of over 100 leading music publishers totaling, oh, well over 110,000 titles. You can curate personal playlists to practice and perform from. You can upload your own scores and share your markings with other users. I love that Mm -hmm. aspect of it. Uh, So find Encoda, that's N-K-O-D-A, on your app store today. That's N-K-O-D-A. Encoda. All right. Thank you. And thank you, Encoda. There are other ways that you can watch opera that are uh, economically uh, economical as well. There's a, a group called Phantom or Fathom Entertainment oh. that will show you live feeds from, or actually, it's probably recorded feeds from the Met. Yeah. And so they'll show an opera that is in that Met, in the Met season. Maybe yeah. maybe two or, th- or two of the. Some of them are actually live. Some are, wow. They're, okay. They're, 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 they're simulcasts sometimes. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. So there is a way, you know, yep. to see it at a, a reduced price. That'll be in your price. movie theater. That is correct. There's one, there are a couple locally here within yeah. a half an hour's drive from yeah, where I live. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. And another way is, of course, to, to just go shopping around, as it were, to go scanning and seeing which looks like it's really going to be good on uh, on YouTube. Or any other well, service true. like that. You know, in the re- our regional groups, a um, yep. friend of mine does the lighting for a group up in Trenton. Oh, yeah. Low M Opera. That's the one. And they're marvelous. Yes. And uh, so maybe I'll go up there and yeah. take a look next time. Well, I've seen some I've seen some great stuff. I've I've seen some wonderfully directed things where uh, you know some people say, well, it's always big movements and everything's about big uh, overacting or something. I'll tell you, I think that's on my list too. Well, it could be, but I I saw one once. I saw a butterfly up there, Madame Butterfly, and you see this scene where this where this. Uh, uh, Pinkerton's getting married to the Japanese lady, and 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 uh, and the person who's the the consul, the the American consul is there, hmm. and he knows this is a, just a farce, and and that and yet neither of them really believes it's a farce. That is mm-hmm. the the the, 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 the Chasan and and Pinkerton, neither of them, they're sort of really serious about it, but. And and all you saw was the the back, all the way downstage, of the of the console, hmm. and 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 at one point he just reached into his back pocket and pulled out a handkerchief, <laughs> and went to his face for a second, then put it back, <laughs> and it was the most touching thing in the whole scene, hmm. because he's saying, this is so much nonsense, hmm. and this is so sad, hmm. and it was just, and I just you know little. There are people who do things like that in directing opera that aren't just big and gigantic. And the big overacted stuff is quite often really in the old in the olden days. Well, right. I think you're right on that. I think – and certainly uh, the, the, the stereotype of the female opera singer has completely changed. Um, yeah. Renee yeah. Fleming is – 
you know, a stunning voice and a great actress too. Yes, or actor, exactly. Yeah, and so and and uh, th- there were and and uh, the other stereotype of, of being a little bit over large is uh, is often uh, shrinking. If I may use that term, mm. I know that the, there was one I won't use her name, but a very well known opera singer who was once told to to go home when she showed up. Uh, to sing a particular role because they said, no, we want the character to be able to wear this little black dress. Hmm. And she couldn't. Hmm. And so th- th- there were all sorts of issues came about that. But by God, she took off the weight and she ended up looking stunning. And and then and then she made some real jokes. She she made sure to get herself into an opera wearing a little black dress. Huh. <laughs> like, well, yeah. actors uh, have to do a lot of things in yeah. order to work. That's yeah. for sure. So you had a you had a well, Wagner gonna, piece. I, well, think, I was just going to sh- show you something else. It's a big scene, uh, not and a lot happier than uh, than having a, a a burning of of heretics at the stake. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do not do that. But this is just wonderful. This is where you're paying for uh, not just a church choir to come and sing an opera with you. This is serious. This is. An opera chorus. Professional. Yeah. And right there you have a payroll that it would probably be, you know, <laughs> right. beat many a person. Yeah, that that's is true. That's that's probably about eighty I'm gonna say in this production, probably eighty professional singers right there and they don't use any uh, electronic equipment no, to project no no yeah no, the, this the, is the, all the, this is all human power all real real people power no yeah. no mics no nothing people like to say oh well that's not so actually it is yeah interesting this is Wagner people always think of him as being big and bombastic yeah uh, and he always known for writing his own libretto and sometimes going a bit long with it mm. but here he is actually setting a text by a 16th century poet mm. who is the main character of the opera the Master Singers of Nuremberg, Die Meistersinger von Nuremberg, Hans Sachs. And this is an actual Hans Sachs text that he's setting. Hmm. Uh, and this opera is itself worth a, uh, some real talk sometime. Hmm. Uh, but anyway, this, this is wonderful. I've conducted this. Hmm. Not the whole opera, but I mean, this, this whole scene...
Well, that anyway. was magnificent. In, so. And that's also a scene that's it's so spec it's it is made for a big stage. Mm-hmm. You know, you could never do this opera in us in a small stage. Mm-hmm. Just or at least that scene and actually you couldn't do the opera. Yeah. It has one of the most wonderful ends to act 2 which is a which is there's a riot right in the middle of the village <laughs> and, mm. and there's there's pillow fights there's I mean every there people mad and the stage is just loaded with loaded with people rumbling all over and having a a riot and it's and it's and it's all the time being sung as basically like a fugue mm. but it's it's oh, wow. it's incredibly difficult to stage and sing and all that good right. stuff you know so it's 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 my favorite it's one of my favorite operas well, well you're wearing me down mr yeah. summers i'm sure i have a couple of more uh, well, reasons can, and, and I'm, you I'm can not... watch and you can watch that one on, on the computer too oh, i can okay. tell you all right <laughs> with, with, with titles too all right <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Summers. I appreciate yeah. the, uh, the the experience. Sure. All right. We'll see you next time. Your Classical Coffee Break is brought to you by Morris River Press, award-winning elite publishers of the music of Robert Russell Bennett, Philip Dietrich, and Paul Summers. You can find our catalog at morrisriverpress.com and Theater Presser Company at presser.com. Production for this program is partially sponsored by CAS Music Productions. CASmusic.com, providing music recording and production around the world. Engineers Chris Sorazi and Nathan Terry.